Hi, everyone. Dr. Tim and Hillary for another Dr. Tim's Aquatics podcast. How are you doing this morning, Hillary? Doing good. Doing good. How are you? You're about to start traveling again. Yes, uh, we are all traveling. We've got lots of things coming up. But yep, all good. All right. And we're getting, uh, if you're listening and get some progression, the ASF salt is starting to hit the shores. Yes. At distributors to uh, the first two containers are at the docks being unloaded as we speak. So should start showing up in your stores here shortly if you are on the East Coast. Sweet. I know I already saw it when we were in Orlando. Worldwide Corals definitely has it in stock. So that's yeah. exciting. Yep. Worldwide Corals was the first ones to get it. We shipped them some here from our California address. Um, so uh, we are going to start covering the United States with this new salt. It's really nice stuff. So let's right. get moving questions. I, I'm assuming they're on starting up and cycling and all that. Yes, there's a lot of cycling <laughs> questions. I feel like there's always a lot of cycling questions. So we'll try and help you guys out. Question number one, I'm doing a fishless cycle on a new saltwater tank and pull a bunch of media from an existing system. I added your product and your ammonia to the system. Will I see nitrite or just ammonia drop? Does the seasoned media instantly pull the ammonia out? I used existing media figuring it would help to speed the process of the cycle. Thanks in advance. Well, truthfully can't answer the question. Um, existing media might, it might not. Uh, there's just no way of knowing. Nitrifying bacteria do live on substrate surfaces, but uh, do all surfaces, every, every surface in your aquarium, does it have nitrifying bacteria? I don't know that answer to that really. Um, and uh, there might be some there. Would there be sufficient for the ammonia that we're dosing? Only if you were the existing aquarium had a lot, a lot of fish in it. So basically, I, I really can't answer the question, Hillary. Sorry. Oh, man. Now, now you got <laughs> re me rethinking how I do re start tanks. Like I always add one and only, but. I usually have some like rock and media from an existing tank that I moved to the new tank. Now I'm well, second I, I, guessing myself. Well, I, I, I remember um, years ago when I was trying to find out this was uh, uh, my PhD dissertation was supposed to be about finding where do the nitrifying bacteria live? Do they prefer the filter that we give them, do they prefer this, the gravel, you know, where? That's a basic ecological question. And one way of finding out was you have established aquariums and you start removing things. And if you remove the thing that the majority of the nitrifying bacteria grow on, you would expect to see an ammonia and or nitrite spike sounds logical. Yeah. And, and I remember we had these tanks set up in the Marine land lab and, you know, with, with fish and started removing things because we were doing uh we, we usually did at least 
three minimum three. We tried to do five replicates if anything we did. And we're starting, you know, one thing at a time from each aquarium, we moved the filter pad, no ammonia spike. Then I can't remember. We did we started removing like half the gravel, no filter spike. We we really couldn't get a um a bump in the ammonia. And I don't have an answer for that. What what was causing it? So if your tank has ever had diseases, I, I, I'm not, you know, there's pluses and minuses to using established media. If your tank has a history of diseases, I would advise against it. But just thinking that you're adding some media from existing tank and you're going to have sufficient nitrifying bacteria is probably incorrect thinking. All right. That's good to know. <laughs> I learned something every time we talk. Okay. Let's move on to question number two. Can I dose eco-balance and waste away in my ATO water? I would not turn off the skimmer or the UV. Or is it better to add the products weekly with the skimmer and UV off for 24 hours? Thanks. No, it's fine. In fact, we have a recipe card. You can find it on our website called uh, Color Up. And the idea is to add, use eco-balance bacteria, but you can do it with waste away. There's no reason to add really both together, make a concoction. But you add the bacteria to your ATO water. And for those that uh, don't know, I just not assume ATO, uh, automatic top-off. Um, that's what that stands for. And you add a little first defense. Now, what you want to do is aerate that water because the bacteria are going to start growing on that first defense that you're adding, multiplying, and you want to keep it well stirred and well oxygenated. And then uh, you can use your ATO water to be dosing your bacteria, which are now kind of gut gut loaded with the vitamins from um, first defense. And what's happening then is as you're introducing this bacteria-laden water to your aquarium, your corals, which filter feed 24-7, are going to be ingesting these uh, the bacteria, which have the vitamins, and your corals will start looking a lot better. Corals get brown and kind of fade because they're not getting the nutrition they need. They filter feed 24-7. The ocean is full of bacteria. And what do we as hobbyists do? We work real hard to remove all the bacteria from the water. I've said it. A lot, you know. We make the <laughs> we make the water too clean, and that is the root of many many problems that everyone sees is making the water too clean unintentionally by over skimming, roller filters, all these things that we have are making the water too clean for your system, and that's why you get algae and hair algae and dinos and cyanos, oh my, and things like that. So uh, yes. definitely you can put it in, you can put the bacteria in your ATO water and dose. That's the whole idea behind the waste away gels. So if, you know, if you don't have an automatic top off and you want to do the same thing, we have our Dr. Tim's waste away time release gels that are a gel in a very convenient cartridge with a a suction cup you can put anywhere in the system where there's low flow. You don't need, you don't want high flow going against the cartridge. And 
it will time release bacteria 24 hours a day for up to 30 days. Will color change when it's done, but you're constantly adding bacteria, which will consume the nutrients and fight off the, the algae and the cyano and the dino. And um, you don't really have to do anything but add them because most people will not take the doctor's advice and stop over skimming. So I've got a question with your answer. A lot of times we tell people not to add more than one product at a time. Why is it okay in this situation? We tell people not to add two bacterial products at the same time. And we tell people don't add first defense to the tank when you've just dosed waste away or equal balance. But in this situation, it's okay because the bacteria are in the automatic top-off reservoir, water reservoir, and you're adding first defense, and I said add aeration because as those bacteria in the reservoir are consuming the first defense and multiplying, they're going to be consuming oxygen. But all that's happening outside of the aquarium. If you pour in a bunch of first defense I mean, a bunch of back, uh, the waste away or equal balance bacteria into your aquarium. And then you start adding the first defense in your aquarium. This same, same process is going to happen, except that now the oxygen is being taken from the aquarium water rather than the ATO water. Does that answer your question, Hillary? It does. Just wanted to make sure, because I could almost hear somebody asking, oh, I thought we're not supposed to do two at once. Situations where it's okay would be this. So don't do that. And also we're talking about the ATO reservoir, a water reservoir. When the clear up, uh, the color up recipe, that is in a separate reservoir, not in your aquarium. Do not add a bunch of waste away or eco-balance bacteria together, both of those, because you're overdosing bacteria, but don't add one or the other. And then a bunch of first defense because you're risking getting a bacterial bloom. Bacterial bloom is a growth, a multiplying of the bacteria, basically out of control. And these bacteria, as they're multiplying, consume oxygen and you can basically kill everything in your tank. Another reason why we say when you first start using waste away or first or equal balance, you start with a very small amount because we don't know how uh, many, you know, how, how concentrated the organics, what, what are your organic levels? What are your nitrate levels? What are your phosphate levels? Chances are they're high, which is why you're adding one of these bacterial products to fix a problem. And, if you've got high nutrient levels, the bacteria can just grow and grow and grow. So that's why we say when you first start with these products, because they're real bacteria, which sounds strange, but there are competitors out there that are selling you water or selling you bacteria. Um, they can just grow out of control. So you have to be careful, slow, slow, and patient. Now I have a question. It was one of my last questions, but it kind it's of the Hillary on... question session today. <laughs> It is. I like this. I get to answer, get all my questions answered. So somebody wrote in and asked, are your products third party tested? No. Who would be the third party? I have no idea. This, See, that's, this that's, isn't my question. That is, okay. <laughs> that, that is, uh, you know, it always been an issue is 
there really isn't a third party, a consumer, you know, report, a consumer safety council, something like that to test um, these products. There are, well, I take for food, there is. Some states have the state chemist and they will test your food to make sure that your um, what you say is the protein level and the fat level and the stuff like that. Um, but there's really no one out there that tests aquarium products. And I feel like there's no, I mean, could be wrong, but there's no guidelines and regulations for aquarium stuff. Well, they're, they're not, not for um, liquids. I mean, for electronics, things you plug in, you've got uh, uh, ETL, you know, testing laboratories, so they meet safety requirements. It's not testing, you know, are they putting out the right wavelength, the right lumens and, you know, stuff like that. It's, it's all safety. There's nobody, no company out there, no third party out there that's doing anything for uh, verifying claims or stuff like that. Okay. Question number four. Hello. I completed a treatment of refresh and waste away and purchased waste away gels for maintenance. I placed them in a low flow area of my sump as directed. Shortly after, I noticed a few cylindrical bits of the gel in my display tank and watched as my box face gobbled them up. Should I be concerned? For now, I've removed them and would like to know if you think placing them in a fine mesh filter bag would be okay. Um, well, you depends on the fine mesh. I don't know that it needs to be super fine. A 300, 500, 600 micron opening, 1,000 micron opening um mesh bag would be fine and you can place it in that. The gels are non-toxic. The gel materials non-toxic. So if a fish eats it, it's small enough, it shouldn't be a problem. Um, So you don't really have to go that route. There's nothing toxic about the waste away gels. Even the material is non-toxic. I think it's interesting. We talked about the corals utilizing the gel but I've not heard of fish eating it before. So that's a new one. We'll assume that it was the gel. I haven't seen that before, but what you do get, we do get questions about this is you'll get this big cloudy, you know, mess uh, looks like a fungus or just something growing on the outside of the gel cartridge. That's the bacterial biomass. And that is really nutritious that, that you can kind of, wipe off into the aquarium if you want. And is it when it lands on corals, it'll get ingested or anemones. I mean, there's a ton of nutrition in that, or if that's just not something you want, you can slowly remove the gel, take it over to the sink, wipe it down, wipe it down with a you know paper towel, and then put the gel back in. Okay. We are on question number five. I wish I'd seen your videos about cycling sooner. My tank is about five months old. I keep a mixed tank, although my SPS don't color up well, regardless of stable parameters. It's also a bare bottom tank, which I know is not great for bacteria, but I have a decent amount of media in the tank. I also dose trace and elements and aminos. Any suggestions on how I can improve the color of my SPS? I feel like it could be related to a bacterial imbalance. Will adding one and only be obsolete at this stage? Let's start with the end. Uh, adding one and only, will it be obsolete? Well, if you're if you take your ammonia nitrite nitrite test and measure ammonia nitrite, and if they're measurable, then adding one and only will not be obsolete. So, if you have ammonia or nitrite, you want to add one and only. 
as to your corals, well, like the color up recipe, um, turn off that skimmer five or six hours at night, stop over filtering the water and start dosing bacteria that are, you know, quote, gut loaded bacteria don't have guts. That's why you can't see me, but I'm doing the air quotes there. There's just not the right nutrition for the corals, which is bacteria in the water. So you can add some and you can then look at what your um, filtration system is and are the things you can cut back on. And one of the simplest is putting that skimmer on a timer and turn it off at night for five or six hours. Okay. Question number six. Two months ago, I added a 150-gallon frag tank to my 150-gallon display. My nutrients are very low, and now the whole frag tank, just the frag tank, is growing dinos. I used EcoBalance last week and Brightwell Clean on separate days. My display system is four years old. What method do you recommend? I'm using a gel in my sump. Only one. My other question is, if Waste Away lowers the nitrates and phosphates, and I have issues with low nutrients, why would I add bacteria to make it even lower? So. More than likely, though we don't have the data, the reason the dinos are growing only on the frag tank is right now the frag tank is probably shallower than the display tank. And so the light's penetrating deeper and dinoflagellates are photosynthetic. So you're promoting them through the high light through the shallow frag tank. I don't know what right well clean is, so I can't comment on that. The long-term fix is to get your nutrient levels up. And why would you use, you know, the waste away, which remove nutrients when you're trying to um, get them up? Well, that's kind of the quandary. But if, if you don't add some bacteria to the water, you're not going to be adding any competitors that can out-compete the dinos. So what you need to do, and it's it's not a two-day, four-day, six-day fix. It's a long-term fix, is you need to work on getting your nutrient levels up while at the same time having a little bit of bacteria in the water that can degrade organics and out-compete the dinoflagellates. And that's why doing a blackout in our recipe card, when we talk about um, fighting dinos, we have a blackout period because the dinos being photosynthetic, if you black the tank out for two or three days, that will really stress the dinos. And then you can add the waste away bacteria which will degrade the organic materials and the, you know, the dead, the dinos are dying. That's an organic substance. The bacteria will degrade that. And what do the bacteria produce? They're degrading that organic material into ammonia, which your nitrifying bacteria convert into nitrate. And they're also degrading and freeing the organic material and releasing phosphates. So by doing that, that's a natural way to get your nutrient levels up. So it's you don't want to overdose the bacteria, but you definitely need to be adding 
bacteria while you're adding nutrients to get the whole system. It's kind of a holistic thing. Not only do you need your nitrates and phosphate levels up, you need your organic levels down and you need your bacteria in the water. That population has to go up. So it is a little complex. You know, it's a multi-web thing that you're trying to accomplish here, but that's the the best long-term fix um, for yours, for any of the aquariums you know, that have this. And it's all got to do with generally over skimming and uh, low nutrients are the cause, you know, there's plenty of different reasons why you might have low nutrients. Okay. Question number seven. Hello, Dr. Tim. I am on day six of successfully treating the dinoflagellates in my system with refresh and waste away. I was wondering if I can dose EcoBalance during the treatment or should I dose it after the nine days of the waste away treatment? Thanks for your help. My tank is looking amazing after the first few days of your treatment. Oh, thank you very much for the nice words. And I would wait. Um, Don't get, you know, you've got the tank, it's going well, but just resist that urge of trying to, you know, add more diversity and stuff like that. Finish the treatment, then start putting in the eco balance. And going forward, what we recommend, you know, how often should you add the bacteria? And we've get the people, oh, you're just trying to sell us more bacteria. Well, I'm telling you why you need to add it because you're over skimming and keeping the system too clean. So do you need to add the waste away weekly, monthly? That depends on one, how much you're feeding. If you're tank, you know, you've got a lot of fish and you're feeding a lot, it is not uh, uncommon to be a have to having to add the waste away weekly or get the gel. That's the whole idea is the gel is very convenient. And if you're adding that weekly, then every, you know, even if you're adding it every couple of weeks, but Every other maybe third time that you would add waste away, substitute the eco balance in there instead of the waste away. Don't double up. As I said earlier, uh, don't add the waste away and the eco balance together on the same day. You risk getting too much uh, bacteria in the system and getting a bacteria bloom. So, okay, good answer. We are on question number eight. I added your ammonium chloride to my tank and there is no ammonia showing on my API master test kit. And when tested directly without dilution, it shows clear with no ammonia detected. Can you please help offer guidance? What's happening here is that our ammonia drop are at a concentration of nearly 50 milligrams per mil. And that means that each one of those drops has two, uh, 2.5 milligrams of ammonia per drop. So when you add that to five mils, you're adding your your that concentration. Adding one drop of our ammonia to five mils gives you a concentration of 500 milligrams per liter ammonia. That is way way outside what that test kit can measure, meaning that there is so much ammonia in this sample that the test is not adding enough reagents 
to do the color change. I mean, it's there. You want more reagent than there is what you're trying to measure. In this situation, there's more, a lot more of what you're trying to measure than there is reagent that you're adding. So it can't produce the color change because there's still a ton of ammonia left that isn't bound to the reagent to get the color change that you're looking for. So basically, maybe easier said, every one of these tests has a top range. It can only measure the ammonia or the nitrite or the nitrate up to a certain level. And you have greatly exceeded what that upper level is. So you get a false negative. You think there's no ammonia maybe in there, but there's tons of ammonia in there. It's just so much that your test kit can't measure it. Right. Move on. Question number nine. I followed your instructions exactly, read through your articles, and watched your video on the subject. I set up a 55-gallon tank with a filter running and a correct water temperature and parameters as they should be. I added your ammonium chloride solution to about 2.0 milligrams. I received two bottles of one and only the next morning from Amazon, shook the bottles well, and then added both to the tank. I waited the next morning and then checked the ammonia level, but there's been no change. What's going on? It takes, you know, we don't guarantee you're going to see a change in 24 hours, 12 hours or so. It takes a little bit of time. The bacteria have to adhere to a surface and get to work. That's could be part of the issue. Also, didn't they say they added ammonia up to two milligrams per liter? Yes. Okay. When you when you're out there and you write that, that says to me, and it could be my interpretation, but you're only supposed to add four drops per gallon maximum. When somebody writes in and says, I added till I got a reading at two, that generally means that you are adding a lot more than four drops. And basically, if you do that, you're overdosing the system with ammonia. It's what we don't want you to do. Four drops, no more than four drops. You can do less than four drops, but don't sit there and dump ammonia into the in the aquarium water until you get that test kit to read 2.0. You've overdosed the system basically. And that's why you're not getting the change. One reason, you know, bacteria take might take a little longer, but you basically you've added too much ammonia. Okay. Question number 10. I used your one and only with the ammonia to start my cycle. It has been eight days and I'm still getting readings of ammonia 0.25, nitrite 1, nitrate 15. I'm not sure what I'm doing wrong, but I did use your product before and didn't have this issue. Can you tell me what I should do? I used an eight ounce bottle of one and only and a little over a bottle of ammonia. I did not administer on day six because it was over five. My tank is a hundred gallons with a 40 gallon sump. Well, I'm not sure there's anything wrong. I mean, the ammonia is down. They don't say what size bottle, you know, that's so let's assume that they right. used, go ahead. They used an eight ounce bottle of the one. And only, oh. only, but oh. how much ammonia? They said a bottle gotcha. of ammonia. So sure. we don't know what the initial concentration was. Let's assume that this person did follow the directions and got the right size bottle for that tank, 200 gallons of water. And that would be 
And then, you know, they dosed it to two. So the ammonia started at two. Now it's 0.25. The nitrite's 0.1. And your nitrate, what was it, 10 or 15? 15. 15. This tank is cycling. There's nothing wrong here at all. I mean, folks, don't sit there and, and worry about that the, you know, the ammonia is 0.25. With your test kits, that is zero. 0.1 on the nitrite, that is zero. Enjoy success because this is working. Assuming that you've added the ammonia, they don't say how many times, right? Just once? We don't know. Um, just says that it didn't, they didn't do it on day six. Yeah, day six. So maybe they've done it twice. This tank is rocking and rolling as far as I'm concerned. Uh, maybe now, uh, if it's a freshwater tank, they could have, you know, now the alkalinity has been consumed. The pH has dropped. You want to do water change, even with salt water, you're adding a lot of ammonia. I mean, the idea is to really get that bacteria population pumped. So that can consume a lot of alkalinity, drop your pH. Uh, that's why we recommend doing a water change before adding your fish. But at this point, I don't see anything wrong with this tank. It's well on its way of being cycled. Yes, those are the best answers. I feel like we rarely get them. Yeah. Moving on, question number 11. Man, we are cruising through this list today. I understand your point about the risks of drip acclimation. I've got some questions. What if you use prime or something similar to detoxify the ammonia first before drip acclimating? And how should shrimp be acclimated? No, no. <laughs> Would you <laughs> like you, to expand on that? Hear, no, no, don't, don't. Don't use chemicals. Don't I'm prime or aqua cleanse are not for acclimating fish. You're just going to mess things up. Plus, you'd have to add so much that this fish are swimming around in chemicals rather than water. Okay. So don't try to control the ammonia and don't believe all the hype of some places that will tell you that you add this and it made it non toxic, even though that you can measure it and things like that. Use water, nice, fresh, clean, fresh water or clean salt water, and uh, uh, be warned. I'm t just uh, be warned. You're 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 stressing your fish more than if you just put them in clean water and get them in the tank. And uh, what was the second part, Hillary? How should you acclimate shrimp? Well, shrimp have their their ammonia is toxic to them, and you definitely don't want to be adding chemicals with shrimp. So again, unless there's a huge difference in pH, uh, salinity, or temperature, put them in the tank. You know, it just get them out of that that nasty uh, shipping water and put them in the tank. Yep, that seems easy enough. And you know. People, well, how do you know anything about shrimp? Well, you know, I was in the Peace Corps shrimp hatchery years and years ago. Uh, I definitely know about shrimp. So get them out of the bad water, out of that bad shipping water. Put them in good, clean water. Okay. Question number 12 is a reptile systems question. 
If I have questions about the Reptile Systems products or if I am trying to find replacement bulbs, where should I go to ask those and find those items? So for you that don't know, we have a sister company, Reptile Systems, which sells a wide variety of reptile products, hence the name Reptile Systems. And then another one, ASF, Graham Systems France, that sells a lot of electrical and lighting products for your freshwater and marine aquariums. And salt, and salt. And salt, and salt. (laughs) We talked about that. Really good salt. You can get, okay, uh, to get info, info at reptilesystems.com. And you will uh, get in touch. That will go to one of our uh, resident reptile experts, and they will answer your question. And to find the products, you can go to Dr. Tim's Aquatics website, store.drtimsaquatics.com or Dr. Tim's Aquatics and click on the link to the store. And there's a whole section there of reptile systems products and ASF products, including salt, salt, salt. So if you are on store.drtimsaquatics.com, you're going to look under the categories. If you're on a mobile device, it might look slightly different. You probably will have to click that pull-down menu. But if you're on a desktop, it should show up on the left-hand side. So just scroll down. Where the bearded dragon is. Yes. Yes. Okay. Let's see. What question are we on? Question number 13. Does EcoBalance contain iron? No, EcoBalance is bacteria. I mean, there could be a very, very super, super small trace amount of iron, but no, EcoBalance is bacteria. So, nope. Okay. All right. Our next and final question of the podcast. Hi, I'm about two weeks into my cycle. Ammonia is at zero. Nitrites are still one plus and no sign of decreasing. I have about five nitrate. Should I continue dosing ammonia or leave it be? Should I do a water change? Thanks for your help. Do they say whether it's fresh water or marine? They do not. So the, the chances are that this is a freshwater aquarium and the pH has uh, bottomed out, you know, dropped because they said they're two weeks into it. So more than likely, if they've been following the directions, they've added the ammonia two or three times. The ammonia is gone. But there's a low amount of one nitrite, which isn't really toxic, but it's not going down, which leads me to believe that the pH has dropped because that's what happens. And it drops faster in a freshwater tank versus a marine tank. And so at this point, I would recommend doing like a 50% water change. But anytime when you're when you're doing a water change during the cycling, don't disturb the substrate because that's where the one and only bacteria are. Don't change your filter pad unless you really, really, really have to do it. And that would only be if the filter pad were somehow so clogged up that the water wasn't flowing through it. But I think here, well, I know what I would do. I'd recommend a a 30 to 50% water change, let the system run overnight, and then um, see where your nitrite is. You could add some more ammonia 
and it'll probably quickly start progressing and that nitrite will disappear. I just think you're at a low pH value in this tank right now. Okay. So, all right. That's a lot of good questions and yeah. uh, we'll be out traveling. I know there's uh, Aquashella, another Reef of Palooza pretty soon and we'll, we'll be out there. And we'll always love people coming by. And if uh, you perked up with reptiles, we're also doing some reptile shows. So a lot of different things. You can come out and see us. Yes, exactly. All right. Thanks for listening. This has been Dr. Tim and Hillary for another Dr. Tim's Aquatics Podcast. Good fish keeping, everyone. <laughs>